Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gastan. He's the host of Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an inspiration. He's Lifeline's own Jesse Gastan. And I want to welcome you to this Monday edition of Lifeline, the August 22nd day of the year 2022. My name is Jesse Gistan. You know who you are. You know where you are. You know what you are doing. And um, hopefully you intentionally decided to join us on the program. The number, if you want to actually have a participatory role in this two-hour radio program, is one 888 I put that out front. one 888 it seems like it's been forever. Uh, I seem to be off and on every couple of weeks. Uh, the summer has been absolutely crazy, crazy busy. And therefore, um, it's been hard to kind of get behind the microphone on a Monday afternoon. I was running to get here this time after a phenomenal weekend with the fam, not just my immediate family, although let's see here, one, two, three of them were there out of my, uh, a number of them are uh, far, far away, different states, different parts of the state as well. So I think I only only got uh, four or five nearby or four, really, and uh, had three come out to our annual GBC uh, Heather Farms Park Barbecue Fellowship, uh, an array of activities. The weather was fabulous, almost 100 degrees, a bit warm, but it was worth it. It was worth every bit of preparation, detailed work, food, uh, again, activities for the children and uh, and so forth. It was a great event. And uh, we're just now getting uh, back to some normalcy, cleaning up and things of that nature. Wish you were there. If you were there and you wanted to uh, let me know that you were there, but I didn't see you because just wrapped up in so much stuff. Hundreds and hundreds of people come out as they do every year. And I was just thankful to God that we had a season of normalcy by which we could do those things and enjoy ourselves. Now that we're up on the school year for many of you who are still raising children, which I want to talk about today, homeschooling is booming for all kinds of reasons. And parents seem to be waking up to the medical scam that wants to suck their children into the vector of a vaccine regimen for the rest of their lives. Uh, they're waking up to it, and a number of our cities in California are rejecting the notion that uh, every time Biden suggests that we need to take a vaccine for this, that, or the other, we should do it, even down to our children. Just say no, because we already know where this goes. Oh, by the way, 
Fauci is on his way out, sneaking out, running out, trying to abandon the inevitable. And you guys know it. There are tons of lawsuits that are already making them their way into the court systems to hold Fauci and others accountable, even the Biden administration. Now, some of these lawsuits have been won on the parts of uh, legal advocates fighting for the constitutional rights of the American people who have been summarily defrauded by this emergency use authority uh, event that took place a while back. Um, and now there is some upcoming, some come up into, as they would put it, starting to occur. And it makes sense that Fauci would uh, vacate the premises before he cries out for the rocks and the stones and the mountains to hide him from the wrath of the lamb, uh, who ultimately brings justice to humanity when the levers of power abuse it, as we've seen over the last couple, two or three years. Ladies and gentlemen, let me say this in regards to uh, the the nemesis, pervasive, uh, toxic, uh, flawed, false, and uh, fatal critical race theory. At no time in human history has any one individual been able to, with hard work, which is not a cisgendered white male construct, by the way, but rather it is a law of reciprocity from the word of God. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. When a man or a woman or a people group labor hard in a task for which they are being uh, uh, paid for, when they labor hard, they will discover that there is an increase commensurate to those labors. That is not some kind of oppressive slavery paradigm. Every labor is worthy of his hire. At no time in human history has any one individual been able to whip hard work, which is, again, not a not a a, a white man's construct, uh, been able to achieve what occurs in a country like ours with a system of economics like ours. In spite of all of the mistakes we've made, this is the world we live in. We're in a fallen world. And yet God allows the blessings to pour out for anyone coming from anywhere on the planet to America. They work hard, put their nose to the grind, disregard the propaganda and overcome what I'm going to be telling you about now, which is an attack on your children. Uh, if they work hard and they they strive for the excellence of economic gain, they'll find it. Every ethnic group has already found it. Our Latino brethren have found it. Our Asian brethren have found it. Our Jamaican brethren have found it. Our Nigerian brethren have found it. Our Dominican Republican brethren. So many people have found that they can come to the land, proverbially, of milk and honey, where all of its crazy governmental uh conflicting parties vying for authority and still make it and still make it. What does that mean? Well, for the critical racist theorists who spend all of their time creating disgruntled and race conscious victims and perpetrators out of our youth. And yes, out of many of the millennials who just have failed to understand the blessing that's in front of them, like Mao Zedong and Stalin and Gramsci and others, this this seemingly legion of new school Marxists, especially in our state, the legislators in our state want to continue to keep you distracted, distracted from progress, distracted from success, distracted from blessing, 
by this false system of religion called critical race theory. It's distracted many of his victims for several decades now, leaving them just as poor and bereft of a meaningful life as ever. While the priesthood of educators and institutions make out like bandits. Now watch this. They make tons of money while the people on the ground who have been, if you would, brainwashed and propagandized to feel like they are a victim. The people who are inserting these diabolical ideologies are using the very system that they are trashing and seeking to destroy pilfering it for all the money they can get as they collaborate, as they work hard, as they connect. I'm talking about academia. I'm talking about politics. I'm talking across the spectrum. I'm talking about the unions. They're all benefiting from this American model of, of meritocracy as well as capitalism while telling you you need to be constantly crying and whining because you're a victim. And leaving you in the dust from the president, and and I mean presidents plural, but certainly uh, a few presidents back to the scholastics, et cetera, even your medical voodoo witch doctors who also trade in propaganda and fear have been holding you back, telling you that you are something that you are not. This system, however, is unsustainable. It's a model that ultimately will not work. The manipulation and the control that we call tyrannical is neo-Marxist in its uh, footing and foundations and origin. It, too, will come crumbling down on the head of the Marxian spirit of hypocrisy. Christ promises that he shall return uh, with flaming vengeance taking vengeance upon all those who who uh, do not know God and do not obey the gospel of his of his glorious grace. Uh, And that seems to be the way God works. He allows evil to run for a while and we're all kind of discombobulated, all shaken up. And what's going on? We're all fearful. And then over time, we come to realize uh, there has been a crying of the wolf. And when once we start looking back and seeing that the emperor has no clothes on, the Wizard of Oz is a little funny looking man with a megaphone, then we lose our fear and then anger begins to emerge and they start running for the hills. And that's where we are now, with the exception of them trying to plan another pandemic. You know that with the monkeypox. I'm going to be talking about that. But I'm so excited to see parents saying no to the Fauci scam, the CDC, FDA scam. I'm so glad, so glad that um, there is some emergence and reemergence of sanity on the part of the parents because I'm concerned about the children as I have many grandchildren and don't want them to grow up in a system where the powers of the medical industry, the government and the military and big pharma, along with the media, want to experiment with our kids and turn them into a bunch of crazy freaks. By the way, I'm going to be talking to you about queer theory because that's what's in your schools right now. Queer theory. And if they have the ability to get your children into public schools. They will have the authority eventually to do things with your kids without your permission if you don't keep an eye on them. Well, lots to talk about. And again, the number is one 367 5329 one to reach me on the Monday edition of Lifeline. We are going to pay some bills and then we will be right back. And now back to Lifeline. 
We are back. The time is 520 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Talking about Fauci announcement, uh, announces he's stepping down as the uh, NIAD director and uh, medical advisor to, to Biden. Dr. Anthony Fauci is stepping down from the three government positions that he currently holds. He announced this on August 22nd. That means today. He's resigning as director of the National Institute of Allergy and uh, Infections, uh, Infectious Diseases, chief of the NIAID Laboratory of Immunoregulation and chief medical advisor to the president. The move will take effect in the moves, plural, from all these places, I suppose, will take effect in December, Fauci said. He indicated that he'll leave the government but not retire. While I'm moving on from my current positions, I'm not retiring, Fauci said. After more than 50 years of government service, I plan to pursue the next phase of my career while I still have so much energy and passion for my field. Um, I would rather he retire completely, don't you think? I want to use what I have learned as an NIAD director to continue to advance science and public health and to inspire and mentor the next generation of scientific leaders as they help prepare the world to face future infectious disease threats. Um, please just uh, leave it alone, Mr. Fauci. They've, they've, they've tracked you all the way back to the AIDS, okay? Just kind of let it go. Fauci, 81, had repeatedly hinted that he would step down from his positions, but hadn't committed before uh, to a specific time for resigning. Republicans have vowed to investigate Fauci. Aha, good reason to resign. The Republicans have vowed to investigate Fauci and other architects of U.S. pandemic policy if they gain control of either both congressional chambers in the upcoming midterm elections. I could stop, pause, put a parenthesis on on that and say there is going to be a major fight, ladies and gentlemen, because there is still so much corruption in the Republican Party that for them to have a full swell sweep um uh, fulfilled sweep of the uh, of the uh, Senate or Congress this uh, November is going to be hard to prove. In fact, I think it was Mitch McConnell saying he doubts that it will happen. And he's a Republican. What that means is there is no way that the sneaky liberal left is going to allow the Republicans to have that much power because it will reverse everything that they have been implementing over the last several years. So want look out for a very nasty, nasty round of elections with all kind of crazy stuff going on in terms of allegations and accusations and things of that nature. Just Amazing. Anyhow, Dr. Fauci is conveniently resigning from his position. That's a good way to put it. In December, before the House Republicans have an opportunity to hold him accountable for destroying our country over these past three years, Representative Andy Biggs, a Republican of Arizona, said in a statement. That's a great, great, great way to put it. Now, this is absolutely remarkable because while at the same time Anthony Fauci is stepping down, guess what is taking place here? recently, a Nuremberg presentation, a time where in uh, Nuremberg journey, uh, Germany, they revisit the Holocaust and what it required for them to catch up with the criminals and to punish them over a lengthy period of time. It is one Vera Sharav 
who was herself a, a victim of the Holocaust. Her family members perished in that as well. Um, she has become a founder and president of the Alliance for Human Research Protection. And on August 20th, just two days ago, in Nuremberg, Germany, at an event hosted by Action Alliance, a group of German activists, to commemorate the 75th anniversary of the Nuremberg Code, a code that every American today needs to learn because of the present medical tyranny Coupled with this new religion, again, uh, critical race theory and, and, and neo-Marxism and a, a transformation of our society under those two uh, implementations, those two forces, understanding the Nuremberg Code is going to be critical going forward. That is really what's happening with, as you heard the Republican big say, going after Fauci and others. This will be about holding them accountable for oppressive, tyrannical fascist tactics uh, in terms of the uh, rules of vaccine uh, vaccination, which I am going to articulate m- most fully here in part through the uh, through the presentation that Miss Sharab herself being a Jew at that time experiencing horrible, horrible, horrible uh, atrocities by the hands of Hitler and those who thought that they could cleanse the planet of diseased uh, oriented men and women and, and ethnic groups. And she explicitly states that there's an absolute correlation between then and now. She lived it then. She's living it now. And her testimony is worth bearing. I'm going to open up now. We're going to go to the break. And then on the other side of the break, I'm going to continue. This will be a riveting speech. So you want to continue to hear. I'll give you the site where you can go to read it yourself. This is clear. This is what she says. I came to Nuremberg to provide historical context to the current global threat confronting our civilization. These past two and a half years have been especially stressful as painful memories were rekindled. In 1941, I was three and a half years old when my family was forced from our home in Romania and deported to Ukraine. We were herded into a concentration camp, essentially left to starve. Death was ever present. My father died of typhus when I was five. Year and a half later, her dad dies in the stench of a ghetto called a concentration camp. In 1944, as the final solution, does anyone know what that means? The final solution was being aggressively implemented. Romania retreated from its alliance with Nazi Germany. The government permitted several hundred Jewish orphans under the age of 12 to return to Romania. I was not an orphan, but my mother lied to save my life. Hallelujah. I boarded a cattle car train, the same train that continued to transport Jews to the death camps, even as Germany was losing the war. She goes on to say, four years elapsed before I was reunited with my mother. The Holocaust serves as the archetypal symbol of unmitigated evil. Will you guys mark that? Because there's a relevance to truth there. It's not the ultimate archetype uh, symbol of unmitigated evil. The cross of Christ is. But the Holocaust definitely speaks to these things. She says moral norms and human values were systematically obliterated. See any parallels? The Nazi, the Nazi system destroyed the social conscience. 
Do you see parallels? Millions of people were worked to death as slave laborers. Now, that's where we're going, ladies and gentlemen. You better know it. You will own nothing and be happy. She goes on to say others were abused as experimental human guinea pigs. See, she saw that which happened then. And she understands that which is happening now. As Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. But how quickly we who are at ease forget. She goes on to say the Holocaust did not begin in the gas chambers of Auschwitz or Treblinka. The Holocaust was preceded by nine years of incremental restrictions on personal freedom and the suspension of legal rights and civil rights. That's what she says. The Holocaust began with the incremental restrictions on personal freedom and the suspension of legal rights and civil rights. Sounds familiar? The stage was set by fear mongering and hate mongering propaganda, she says. A series of humiliating, discriminatory government edicts demonized Jews as spreaders of disease. We were compared to lice, she says. The real viral disease that infected Nazi Germany is eugenics. Eugenics is the elitist ideology at the root of all genocide. Eugenics is cloaked in a mantle of pseudoscience. You guys mark that. False science is generated and driven by the assumption that there are people who are better than other people in their genetic makeup. It was embraced by the academics and medical establishment as well as the judiciary in Germany and the United States. Eugenesis justifies social and economic inequality. They legitimize discrimination, apartheid, sterilization, euthanasia, and also genocide. The Nazis called it ethnic cleansing. For the protection of the gene pool, medicine was perverted from its healing mission and was weaponized. First, it was to control reproduction through forced sterilization. Then it was to eliminate those deemed to be subhuman. She uses a German term. You guys know what that means. The first victim of medical murder were 1,000 German disabled infants and toddlers. So I say to you, thank you that you're opposing these, these mandates for your children. Thank you. This murderous operation was expanded to an estimated 10,000 children up to the age of 17. The next victims were the mentally ill. They were followed by the elderly in nursing homes. All of these human beings were condemned as worthless eaters. Well, we got more from Mishavah, and we will continue to read this until we finish it, and then we'll have a conversation about what happened back then and what's happening now. Remember, there's nothing new under the sun. That which has been is, and that which is has also already been. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. We will be right back. And now, back to Lifeline. 35 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. You are, as well am I, privileged to be hearing each other and to be speaking while we have the freedom. I continue. The next victims were the mentally ill. After killing 10,000 children up to 17, the next victims were the mentally ill. They were followed by the elderly in nursing homes. All of these human beings were condemned as worthless eaters. 
Now, we could stop right here and talk about what is going on inside our medical industry, inside our nursing homes, inside our institutions uh, that have to deal with psychiatric matters. And what if, in fact, many of them do have the Marxist roots of, uh, of conflict theory and feeling like they have a better handle on how the world should be and that wiping out tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands and millions of people is the way to go. Wouldn't it be convenient to do it through a medical vector? That's what Hitler did. Under Operation T4, designated hospitals became killing stations where various extermination methods were tested, including Zyklon B, the gas that was used in the death camps. The objective of the Nazi final solution was to annihilate the entire 11 million Jewish population of Europe as quickly and efficiently as possible. The Nazis enacted discriminatory laws. They utilized modern technology, low-cost industrial methods, an efficient transportation system, and a highly trained bureaucracy that coordinated the industrial genocide process. The objective was high speed, maximum efficiency at the lowest cost. The human casualties of this unprecedented genocide were 6 million Jews and 9 million other people whom the Nazis dehumanized as Untermenschen. There you go. 15 million people while folks acted like it didn't even occur. Until later on, it comes out. The purpose of Holocaust memorials is to warn and inform future generations about how an enlightened, civilized society can be transformed into a genocidal universe ruled by absolute moral depravity. I like the way she uses that. That's what we teach in Christendom. That man is not fundamentally, basically good, but that at his core, he is desperately wicked and if he is not held in check by the grace of God, he's worse than a devil. She goes on to say, if we are to avert another Holocaust, we must identify ominous parallels before they poison the fabric of society. Since the Nazi era, the study of history and most of the humanities, including philosophy, religion and ethics, have been overshadowed by an emphasis on utilitarian science and technology. Did you get her observation there, you ladies and gentlemen in the medical field? Listen to it again. Since the Nazi era, the study of history and most of the humanities, including philosophy, religion and ethics, have been overshadowed by an emphasis on utilitarian science and technology. What is the expenditure of an utilitarian science and technology? Morals and ethics. If it's only utilitarian, the concept is, I quote, whatever works is what's best. That's utilitarian. If it's work, if it works, use it. It doesn't matter what the collateral damage is. It doesn't matter what the harm is. There are no moral and ethical parameters around a utilitarian science and technological machine. She goes on to say, as a result, few people recognize the foreboding, the foreboding similarities between current policies and those under the Nazi regime. Of course not, Ms. Cheval. Most people are sleeping. By declaring a state of emergency in 1933 and in 2020, 
constitutionally protected personal freedom, legal rights and civil rights were swept aside. Repressive discriminatory decrees followed. In 1933, the primary target for dis- discrimination were Jews. Today, the target is people who refuse to be injected with experimental genetically engineered vaccines. Then and now, government dictates were crafted to eliminate segments of the population. Now, yeah, I've, I've told you guys this before. I have friends who actually came up out of the Holocaust as well, and they, they told me the same things. These are Germans. They told me that they can see the very clear parallels uh, of what's going on today. These are Christians. These are believers, but they went through hard times. I do not believe that they are ignorant. In 2020, governmental dictates forbade hospitals from treating the elderly in nursing homes. The result was mass murder. Government decrees continued to forbid doctors to prescribe life-saving FDA-approved medicines. We already know that because they didn't want to save them. That's why Cuomo is in trouble now. Government-dictated protocols continue to kill. The media is silent as it was then. Well, the churches were silent then as they are now, too. The media and the churches were silent then as they are now. That's why uh, Diedrich Bonhoeffer finally rose up. It was to his detriment, but he rose up because he couldn't stand to just sit back and watch it happen without doing something. Strict censorship silences opposing views. In Nazi Germany, few individuals objected. Those who did were imprisoned in concentration camps. Did you hear that? In Nazi Germany, few individuals objected. Why was that? Because as long as they did what the oppressors said, they felt like they were good. Even if it meant that their neighbor died. Even if it meant that their family member died. As long as they were good. Okay, Sarah, Sarah. Today, doctors and scientists who challenge the approved narrative are maligned and their reputations are trashed. They risk losing their license to practice as well as having their homes and workplaces raided by SWAT teams. She's not kidding. This has already happened. And doctors have been killed. And we know this. The moral significance of the Nuremberg Code cannot be overshadowed. I'm looking forward to actually reading that to you in in this next segment. The moral significance of the Nuremberg Code cannot be overstated. The Nuremberg Code is the most authoritative, internationally recognized document in the history of medical ethics. This landmark document was formulated in response to the evidence of medical atrocities committed by Nazi physicians and scientists. The code sets forth moral boundaries for research involving human beings. The Nuremberg Code rejects the ideology of eugenics and unequivocally asserts the primacy and dignity of the individual human being as opposed to the greater good society principle. And that's what many of my fellow Americans got trapped with in that propaganda piece. This is for the greater good. And if you don't do it, you don't love your fellow Americans. It was a bunch of crock as it was then. So it is now. But when we use the term, the greater good of society at the expense of individual rights, you are moving into socialism and away from a true democratic structure. American jurists who formulated the Nuremberg Code incorporated the official 1931 German Guidelines for Human Experimentation authored by Dr. Julius Moses. Those guidelines remain legally in force until 1945. 
The Nazis violated them in their entirety. Now, I want you to hear this. When the Nuremberg Code was established in 1931, the Nazi-like medical industry, driven by politics, driven by government, and driven by the military, completely ignored them all the way until 1945. That's exactly what's going on in your country today. All of our constitutional rights were completely ignored during this pandemic. Dr. Moses, who was Jewish, was deported to Thrysenstad, where he died. Well, we got some good Jewish brethren that, that actually run the race well, don't we? Not all of them are good, just like not all black people are good. But we have some good ones out there that's fighting a good fight. The Nuremberg Code defined foundational, universal, moral, and legal standards affirming fundamental human rights. These human rights apply to every human being. The code sets limits on the parameters of permissible medical experiment. Equally important, the Nuremberg Code holds doctors and research investigators personally responsible to ensure the human subject's safety and to ensure that the personal freedom given to them is voluntary on the basis of fully informed consent, that the person freely gave his voluntary and fully informed consent before they would mandate or even suggest that you take the vaccine. None of that ever happened hardly here, ever. It was all set aside. I'm going to take a break. When I come back, I'm going to read these standards, show you the 10 ethics that correspond to the 10 commandments of the 10 words of God which are removed from our medical institution today and the commandments are removed from our nation's capital and removed from our schools and the nation that forgets God. And now back to Lifeline. We got 10 minutes for this segment. Hopefully I can read this document and we can close it out and then open open up the phone lines on the other side and continue talking. The Nuremberg Code has served as a blueprint for subsequent national and international codes of human rights to ensure that the rights and dignity of human beings are upheld and to ensure that medical doctors never again engage in morally abhorrent experiments. Well, it didn't work. Like the Ten Commandments, not a word of the code may ever be changed. The first of ten ethical principles lay down the foremost ethical requirements, which is spelled out in great detail. And for those of you who are joining me, I am reading a speech by a Holocaust survivor whose name happens to be, let me make sure I get this correct. Her name happens to be Vera Sharav, and she was a Holocaust survivor, and we are uh, we are taking up her excellent explanation as to what went down in terms of what occurred in her eyewitness account and how she's making the parallel with what's going on today. I continue. The first of the 10 ethical principles lays down the foremost ethical requirement, which is spelled out in great deal detail. The voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential. I want you to hear it again, because I'd love to hear the calls of those of you who know that you were confronted by your doctors, by the um, the people that prepared you to meet your, your uh, primary care doctor, all of the helpers, all intimidated many of you and, and told you you had to do it. 
and weren't even remotely interested in letting you know what uh, what the possibility of harm or injury or what the contents of these injections were about. They just told you you had to do it. And uh, and that violates this rule. The voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential. This means that the person involved should have legal capacity to give consent, should be so situated as to be able to exercise free power of choice without the intervention of any element of force. There it is. Constraint or coercion and should have sufficient knowledge and comprehension of the elements of the subject matter involved as to enable him to make an understanding and enlightened decision. This requires that both the acceptance of an affirmative decision by the experimental subject, he should be informed of the nature, duration, and purpose of the experiment. None of that ever occurred with anybody that I know. The method and means by which it is to be conducted, all inconveniences and hazards reasonably to be expected and the effects upon his health or person, which may possibly come from his participation in the experiment. Now, I'd love to hear somebody tell me that's exactly what your doctor told you. Hey, you can you can get harmed by this. This could kill you. We don't know. We really don't know. Well, they did know. But they didn't want you to know. So your doctor didn't know and you didn't know the duty and responsibility for ascertaining the quality of the consent rests upon each individual who initiates, directs or engages the experiment. What did that say, Pastor? The duty and responsibility for ascertaining the quality of the consent rests upon the doctors. It rests upon those who initiated or directed the engagement of the experiment, not the patient. It is a personal duty and responsibility which may not be delegated to another with impunity. In other words, the doctor cannot say because of Fauci, because of CDC, because of the FDA or because of the WHO, I have to do this. No, everybody is culpable. Punitive damages are necessarily to occur if they don't follow this protocol. And that's why Fauci is stepping down. The genocidal culture that permeated the Nazi regime did not end in 1945. It metastasized in the United States. This is, again, the lady who was in the Holocaust. She said at the end of the war, U.S. government agents helped 1,600 high-ranking Nazi scientists, doctors, and engineers to evade justice at Nuremberg. We know that we can see Nazism. We can see uh, we can see neo Marxist uh, tr- uh, entrails everywhere in our in our national uh, goings, everywhere in our national system. We see the transfer of the spirit of Marx here in our country. We see it. They were secretly smuggled into the U.S. under Operation Paperclip. We all know about it. This was a in violation of the explicit orders by President Harry Truman. These Nazi criminals were placed in high level positions at major American scientific and medical institutions where they continued their work even today. Now, this is the brave sister, Esther like sister talking, Miss Shava. What's more, these Nazi technocrats trained a generation of American scientists, doctors and engineers. You see them on the television every day. 
This is how Nazi methods and the immoral disregard for human values were entrenched. In 1961, in his farewell address to the nation, President Dwight Eisenhower warned against the increasing dominance of the military-industrial complex whose total influence, economic, political, and even spiritual is felt everywhere, Eisenhower warned. We must be alert to the danger that public policy could itself become the captive of a scientific technological elite. Ah, oh, there you go again. No, I'm, I'm only sharing with you what thousands of people have said since 1945. In 1979, a report to the president by the U.S. Commission on the Holocaust chaired by Auschwitz survivor Elie Wiesel warned the inclination to duplicate the Nazi option and once again to exterminate millions of people remains a hideous threat, of which you and I are a part of. Now listen to this. Humanity is currently under siege by the global heirs of the Nazis. A posse of ruthless, interconnected global billionaires have gained control over the national and international policy setting institutions. They have embarked on implementing a diabolical agenda. What is that? I've got about three minutes. Here it is. Watch this. The first is an overthrow of democracy and Western civilization. Secondly, the depopulation of the global population. Thirdly, eliminate nation states and establish one world government. All of this you hear from those who love to spout the word conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory. When you hear people say that without any kind of background and understanding of the substantial and legitimate evidence behind some of these uh, arguments, just know that they're on the side of the uh, on the side of the perpetrators. Eliminate cash and establish a one digital currency system. We call that the uh, Chinese banking credit, uh, credit, digital credit system that's already in play. Inject digital IDs and artificial intelligence capacities into every human being. If these objectives become a reality, we will be digitally surveil, surveillance 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can act like you don't believe it, but it's happening while you and I are talking. This lady said so much in this matter. Don't have really fully time to read it all, but there are so many things she did say. I actually got two more minutes to speak to this aspect of it. Here's what she says. In May, in May, this is 2022 at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Klaus Schwab, the architect of the dystopian Great Reset, declared, let's be clear, the future is not just happening. The future is built by us. A powerful community here in this room. We have the means to impose the state of the world. The ultimate goal of these megalomaniacs is to gain total control of the world's natural resources and financial resources and to replace humans with transhuman robots. You guys have heard me say this for the last couple of years. You're blowing it off, but every day your children are being propagandized in order to be cut up into a thousand pieces and turned into queers. That's what's being taught in your school right now, because that is the last stage before transhumanism, before we are engaging in the artificial intelligence of robots. Get human beings to become so reprobate that they are willing to chop their body parts up in preparation for the insertion of uh, technology in order to bring them into the world of transhumanism, for which 
as we have heard by Arari, um, human beings, Harari, Yuval Noah Harari, human beings will be on the lower end of, uh, of the spectrum of uh, transhumanism. Uh, and, and, and that is a deadly and dangerous pathway that we turbulent times call for clear-headed insight that's hard to come by these days especially on tv that's where we come in salem news channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place people you know and trust like dennis prager eric metaxas charlie kirk and more unfiltered unapologetic truth find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on local now channel 525 